Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Done, no. So welcome back. Hey. Rare Talks, best podcast out. Like, comment, and subscribe. If you haven't already, please go to our Spotify and make sure that you're following us on Spotify. Yeah. Because we've got exclusive episodes that are not here today. I'm joined today by the best co-host in the world. Like Come on. What's his and name? Like what's real pen. You get me? Jeez. Hey, legendary. AKA the moniest guy on the planet. AKA this guy's the grumpiest guy on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> you wake up and don't catch him in the morning, bro. <laughs> and hey. we're joined today by a special guest. Special. This a, one's no, really actually, special. no, no, no. A legend. Yeah. A legend. Let's yeah. let's get it right. Let's get it right. Come on. Yeah, and you're gonna find out why he's a legend. Yeah. Trust me. None other than the one and only. Big up, man. It's T A Z, man. Blessings to be here, my brothers. Thank you, man. Yes. Come on, come on, <laughs> man. Like Taz, man. Thanks for coming through as well. You get me. Um. So yeah, let's start this off, man. Um. When did you start doing music, man? Ah, this is a big one. Um. Mm. Okay, so um, my family's Saxon sound. So that's that Saxon sound, like um, the sound, the dance or reggae sound for people like sm- Smiley Culture. Oh, yeah. my, de- a guy called Dennis Rose in my family from there. So, okay. you know, he's a great um, contributor to my music background. But I was born in Jamaica. A lot of people don't know that. I was born in Jamaica, St. Yeah. Thomas. Oh. And from St. Thomas, I saw people go on the mic. I came here when I was five. Yeah. And I saw people going on the mic, like Yellow Man, Tiger. Man on your profile, yeah, yeah, all yeah. these type of people. I, I grew up watching them and emulating them. So in Jamaica, and then obviously came over, but then I went back to Jamaica about 10. So it, back and forth mm. and taking all that in, kind of like Father Blue's journey, taking yeah. that all in and taking all that, that kind of gave me the picture. But the structure here, forward yeah. in here, about you know, 13 started to get involved, started to toast over mics. You know, my stepdad would have a studio called Cage One Productions, which we'd all go to, Michael Million. We got my brother Dino. We'd all go there and cut dub plates and Merciless. And all the biggest artists, Gregory Isaac, would be down there. So me learning that and seeing that, just knew that, whoa, this music thing is, you know, it can be be gifted. Because they would always tell me, let your st- I call it my stepdad really mm. let your stepson spit because I would always just spit with them yeah. and then I said let, and he said really he hasn't got a story yet so that's what he taught me he said until it, you when you get your story and you get older more experiences mm. then he'll be ready to spit so I couldn't touch Mike because I wasn't because <laughs> you was young yeah, and yeah. Didn't have, well he just said get your story build up your story because it's better mm. when you have a story within yeah, music yeah, isn't it it's true yeah, yeah. And that's what, yeah. So, um, where was you raised? Where was you? Um, yeah, what area? What area? I was raised in Kellerton. Yeah, Kellerton, Oval, um, Dibble, Dabbled in, uh, well, Kellerton. Just call it the whole Kellerton, man. Yeah. Kellerton Park Estate, yeah. Lockwood House, uh, Lambeth Walk, all these kind of areas, you know what I'm saying, were my stumping grounds. Lillian Bailey's, Tennyson. Oh, what school did you go to? Yeah. Um, I went to Lillian Bailey's first yeah. and then I moved on to Archbishop Tennyson's. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. And they're, how, they're literally around the corner, aren't Literally around the corner. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Tennyson's is on Brixton Road, isn't it? It's Tennyson's Brixton Road or Camberwell. No, Tennyson's like... Like, Kel- Oval. 
Oval. Oh, Oval cricket yeah. ground. Yeah, I remember they Ashes yeah. studio, wasn't it? They were Ashes. Well, they were Cold yeah, Seven used to be. Yeah, kind of. But yeah, yeah. Just uh, near St. Mark's School. You know St. Mark's? Yeah, yeah. Around yeah. the corner from St. Yeah, Mark's, yeah. yeah. Um, and also, how did you get the name Taz as well? Um, Because I was a bit crazy when I was young. Like, crazy yeah. as in just doing crazy things, jumping up and down. It was a, a very... um. <laughs> A, a very crazy kind of guy that named me. I won't say his name, but he was from the hood and he just said, are you for Neam Taz, man? It's a Jamaican, isn't it? And yeah, he just yeah. say, yo, you're Neam Taz. Yeah. Obviously, my real name's Tesman. I don't mind if it's government. It's all over the internet. Mm. So my real name, Tesman, cut it short. You're a bit crazy as well. So Taz, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Cut it short like that. Oh, that's sick still. And also as well, like, obviously, through the music, obviously, you found your story. Um, so talk about like your career because you've done a lot like I see you on channel you, I, I saw you on TV before I see you in real life you get me like you was like like like, like um, as just said you're a legend bro so how, how did that start man so here, here, here it goes mm. it's like um, I've always kept it like all around mm. so when I was growing up in England mm. at, or London our, our parts I've always been a guy who hangs everywhere mm. West End you know, you take me in Trocadero, you see me in Anna, you see me in North, you see me, I went school in North, I went private school in North called John Lafra. Oh, and a lot cool. of artists went there as well. Is that like a black school? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Seven Day Adventist school. Yeah, yeah, it's a yeah. black school. Yeah. Black for only black kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I was yeah. a Seven Day Adventist That's, growing up. So, yeah. you know, my mom was, she was really into church, health and stuff like that. Yeah. And, you know, that kind of build up. Build, builded me up and made me go around and then you know I never stuck to Kellerton I stuck to other people I, I, I realised okay I've got a talent here I've got a talent and I need to formulate it in the best way in it mm. and I knew that I was good with words a vibe always vibing like sitting down in cars spitting for hours my cousins would pick me up mm. and just hearing instrumentals as we go on Kellerton yeah. you know what I'm saying just yeah. chatting in the blocks that was my excitement as a youth. I'll just say, yo, I'm going to chat. So it kind of, my journey kind of went, and then I started to realise about business. You know, I started to hang around with different artists. People were dealing with Craig David. Yeah. People were dealing with a, a guy. I remember, okay, this is the first structure of my paycheck. So I was like, I want to do music, urban music. Mm. But there's no UK rappers. There's That's nothing. Right. Uh, there's this is not working in the UK. Mm. It's working, but a little bit of drum and bass and stuff like that. But mm. not to what I want. So I remember sitting there and going, you know what? I've got a mix with the people who are getting paid. So let me go and vibe with them and learn some things off of them. And I remember um, Cassandra, a lady called Cassandra, who done a big house song called "Touch Me in the Morning." Mm. She brought me to a studio, Craig David's studio, with a guy called Dryzer Bone, and I had mm. to go there as a producer and beatbox so i beatboxed the beat and i got my first 500 quid and oh, i was beatboxing yeah beatboxing so it's wow. still a form of production it's, back it's, in the day that was a lot of money you, bro. back you in the day it was about what? it was way before 2003 when i got my opportunity it was about 299 and i went there and i beatboxed mm. and we wrote this song together so mm. i saw my talents as because it wasn't meant to be as an artist it was a writer co-producer enthusiasm diddy type of enthusiasm yeah man we can put that together and uh, it t that's a whole nother job for yeah. putting a record together they're not much needed now because everybody's recording themselves. but anyway let me get into that so i i learned that there and i got my first 500 pound and that enthusiasm me right we i got my first 500 pound and we sat at the table and went to one of the a, a, a guy called fraser t smith he was there as well He's obviously produced all the biggest records to, me, yeah. to, to date. Big, you know, yeah. all the Tinchy Striders, all the yeah. Tile Crews. That was Fraser T. Smith. So I went there and they were sitting down eating Italian, like linguine, that type of shit. Yeah. And I went, ah, oh, there's some money in this motherfucker. <laughs> and that's all was on my mind. You know what I'm saying? I, like I was that. just like, I'm going to hang with the right crew who's got yeah. some money. Yeah. I need to be around because I just don't want to have this dream that, you know, I'm a UK rapper and I, I want to hang. So I started to hang around them. They taught me some stuff. I beatbox, got my first 500 pound. Then I knew this could be done. Then I just put myself in positions, man. You know, I was in the army. Wow. You know what I'm saying? And I I think after the army, my mom said, you can't come back to my house. And what? I just went, yeah, she went, because she, she wanted me to stay there. 
So she was like, yo, you can't come back to the house if you're leaving there yeah. and coming back on Civvy Street. Because she knew, come on, you know what? At the ends at that time, it was crack smoke, yeah. craziness, mm. mad things. It was, she didn't want me to... She, remember, a single parent trying to keep her son away from this. But not believing in that music dream so much, like, well, all right, whatever. Jamaican parents mm. saying, I want you to get this education and be the doctor yeah, or the yeah, lawyer yeah, that yeah, I had right. dreamed for you. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I remember coming out of there and yeah, I'm lost now. But I found something in Brixton, Tulsa, I think it was. Mm. I forgot his studio. And Lex Diamond, R.I.P. Lex Diamond, mm. brought me to a studio. No, Golden Melody from Angel Town brought me to a studio and brought me to a guy called Lex Diamond. And Lex Diamond had two people come in there um, to do a dub plate. And that kind of really, really superly changed my life. Obviously, from this time, I've been mingling with Michael Million. Mm. But when I went to this place, this studio, to meet Lex Diamond, for Golden Melody to do this chorus, that changed my life. Okay. And that was Wiley and Flo done. Wow. That was Wiley and Flo done. And Golden Melody okay. done the hook from a war, them war. It was on, um, it was on Eskimo. Mm, Gunshot, yeah. them get blood talent, fly too fierce, and I pop them in from out for them next. And I remember yeah. seeing Wiley and Flo Dunn going back to that half stepping, that ain't me, because I retaliate into my body, your man, you come. And I heard yeah. it, and that was the yeah. first time I went, this UK thing is mad. Yeah. I wasn't spitting so formally with a UK kind of twang. Mm. Obviously, I'm Jamaican as well. It's mixed in there, and I've been influenced by America. So you've got to give me a little time. But I just went, rah, this is how I want to speak myself. This is how I want to yeah. articulate that myself. This is dancehall. This yeah. is ragga. This is hip-hop. This is what I... And this is that. Yeah, this is lit. Yeah. This Nothing mm. ever made me jump up like that in the UK. I've been drum and bass. So solid made me jump up like that, Obviously, like yeah. seeing Mega's energy and stuff like that. But mm. nothing ever made me jump up like that. That went rotted. This yeah. is mad. Yeah. And my head was going to side where, where you know that side to side yeah. like what thing yeah. Wiley does. It was yeah. making me when feel like, like that. Yeah, yeah like it was that. making me feel like this is the, and Flo done and they're back to man a big mic man and Flo done had that voice. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Dance, you dance, what dance like it a ramp. That, Come on, hey. it had that yeah. vibe. So yeah. I'm just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to be a part of this. So they had a studio in Bermondsey. Mm. That chocolate I, factory was it? Nah, it no. was. Uh, I forgot the name, man. Yeah. But I was always there anyway. I was like living there. I had about three rooms going at one time. So from young, I understood the art of having seven friends in a studio. Like, say this was a studio, mm. I'd have seven friends. I'd go to that producer over there. I'd have that producer over there. I'd that producer over there. Mm. So I just, I was looking for something, but I don't know what I was searching for. Now I see it. Mm. I was living there, bro. I was living there like a 24-hour guy, yeah. sleeping in my clothes. <laughs> yeah. You come in the kitchen that and you find me trap. sleeping. Yeah. It was a trap. Yeah. And I just knew this shit is my shit. Yeah. I'm coming. I'm getting this. Yeah. So I slept there, had all these different friends. And then obviously... Nick Denton had a room there where Dizzy was. Yeah. So we went there the first time with Golden Melody. Golden Melody brought me there to do the proper song. Mm -hmm. So Golden Melody, I don't know why he brought me there, but he just brought me there because he's a real guy like that. And he just said, come, man. And rah, rah, rah. But I knew where their studio was from a long time. So we went there and he done the proper song with Wiley. From It's still on. It's online now. Everybody can find it. The Eskimo with vocals. Okay. So... He done that, and then I was in the studio going, all them I go on and I run out them out, that's a nothing. Roll it no back from nothing. This we are your dead pussy wall when we press our web And they put that on there. Yeah. And then Wiley came on, Dizzy came on. So I was on the original Eskimo beat. And that I think that formulated, big up Wiley, it formulated me to go, yeah, this is going to happen now. And I was always there anyway, doing business, mingling with people, finding out about percentages, finding out old people that have mingled in the industry. I want to know what's going on here. Yeah. This is a certain writing and stuff like that. And I had a guy in there called Vanguard, and that was my station. So my station was built. I had rappers. Obviously, Kellen and Michael Million was around me. Yeah. Big, in, big up Michael big, Yeah, big part of my life. Big part of running the thing. Mm. So we, we, we done our stuff together, and then, you know, we put it together. So that's where that happened. It was it was uh, to do with quite a lot of people. Nick Denton, Dizzy, Wiley. That's how my kind of start and dip toe got in there. So what happened? 
you know, from there, when we work from there, you know, that came out. So names buzzing a little bit. Commander B, big up Commander B. Yeah. Always big, playing big, that. Um, Trace FM. Oh, man. DJ, yeah. Always playing that. And then I realised that now is my time, innit? I have to attack this game and see how. So I came up with strategies. Obviously, I'm knowing the right people. I'm staying there every day. You know, I'm walking from there, from Bermondsey Studio to Plasto. No money. Rack. Homeless. That's a bot. People never even knew. Man was driving in the tunnel with me, um, past me in new Mercedes. And I was saying, I'm going to have one of those with a driver in a minute. That's the madness I was going through. And I'm just walking. And I said, I'm going to have a driver with those so I don't have to worry. But obviously, I'm mingling with Dizzy this time. And Dizzy's not an unknown He's doing rewind. He's doing big things. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So I'm knowing what's going on. So one day I, I, I had, I'm a co-producer and I had a producer um, with me, an engineer. And I went to him, you know, um, UK um, rap's going to blow. Like, you know, this is going to go somewhere from this grime and stuff like that. And I'm I'm obviously good friends, close friends with Dizzy's manager, Nick Denton. And I'm like, this is going to blow. So I went in the studio and I went like this. And I said, bruv, just go just the rascal, just say that at the chorus yeah. and boom boom and you fix me up and you get me in the thing and and we got just the rascal, we got dizzy single. <laughs> that's how it rascal? came. That came from so that's hunger. That's how you co wrote wrote it as well. Yeah. That came from hunger. Man was he, he never had no money to keep his studio. Yeah. I never had no bread. And we just said I said, you know what, I'm gonna break this watch. Mm. And I just uh, obviously within my brain now. I was A&Ring. I was putting together one, mm. but I don't know it now. Yeah. Obviously now, I was, but I was just putting to that and I was saying, that man needs a signature tune. Yeah. Like every time you go, whether it's corny or whatever, I know that he's going to... And I came up with that, beatboxed it in the mic, Vanguard put it together. You know, we got it together, get it to Dizzy's manager. Yeah. Said, yep, I'm taking this. Come up, come up and out, sign the paperwork immediately. A week it got signed. It was ready to go. Wow. And I was like, yeah. This is it. So that happened. Then, um, I ha- but obviously, on a, I had a mood board on my wall of all the things that's going to happen in my life. Mm. I'm going to get signed to Def Jam UK. Def Jam. I'm going to do. I had all those things. So Not, you wrote it out. I already. wrote it all on my wall. Yeah. And um, I was on my balcony. I think. Yeah. You know, some of the things I was doing. I was doing fraud. <laughs> and at the time, <laughs> I had the iceberg, the new iceberg, and going ministry and stuff. <laughs> Come on, come I was on. doing fraud, man. We was hey. getting cars, we was getting everything. I was with yeah. the Nigers. Come was, on, we doing... in the night, you get me? <laughs> we was doing fraud and yeah. I got a phone call. Yo, I said, what's going on? Yeah, this is Simtex from um, Def Jam. Um, you, 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 do you want to come and meet um, 50 Cent? At those times, I'm like, yeah, That's cool. So he just took me on a roll. He said, you know, he told me in the car, big up Simtex, big up Simtex, big good up brother. Simtex, um, he, he took me on the road, man. I had no money and he, he, he made, like, I would carry his bags at a, a show, obviously coming into it, but he would show me, like, he knew I had no money and give me an 80, give me 150, plus I'm on the road. I got my own hotel room, gal. So that's building me for that life, innit? Letting yeah. me know the tour life and how it stay. And then meeting artists and stuff like that. And every time I'd be in the car, I would have a new song for him. Brand new song. Because this is when I started artists now. I said, yo, I want to work. And he said, you know what? I realise you ain't got no money. Let me throw you a couple fishes. So he gave me the um, Ashanti remix first. And they paid me immediately. Mm. Then he gave me a second Ashanti remix. Paid me immediately. Wow. I'd done that. We knocked out that. You know what I'm saying? Michael Million was in my corner all these times. You get me? Big up Michael Million. And then... Um, when you, you say a Shanti remix, what do you, what do you mean? Would you deproduce it or... Um, co-produce. I had a team, obviously, engineer, co-produce. And um, I would do the remix and put my vocals on there. So remix, yeah. I've done um, Old Baby, the official release. Yeah. So you see that I'm on the official release. And uh, another one, I can't remember, Rain On Me. Official release by Def Jam UK. Yeah, because um, Semtex was the A and R. Yeah, Semtex was my A and R. Yeah. So then, um, after yeah, Def Jam. Mm. So after that, now Semtex said to me, "You know what? I like what you're going on with." Well, basically, Nick Denton, who is Dizzy's manager, we became very close. That's my brethren, good friend of mine. Okay. And um, we became very close, and we connected, and 
he knew Simtex, so Simtex would always go in the studio. Mm. And then he one day he came, and this by this time, by the way, I was already groomed by touring with Dizzy. I was, you know, you can come on the road with Dizzy and yeah. do, you know, you, you got just a rascal, you got a single with him, yeah. so you might as well come on the road. So I'm getting little money from that mm. and stuff like that. So one day Nick came to me and said, "Oh mate, Nick Denton was really gangster, white gangster, cool dude, man." Yeah. He's like, listen, he came to Kenneth and he's like, somebody cares about your life and they're yeah. giving you a five album deal. It's me, yeah, I'll have it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'll have it. Yeah. But at that time, I was earning bread from remixes, from, you know, co-producing and stuff. And just the Rascal, school, that money was just coming true. And I was getting a lot of love for that. Lots of love. So that started to come true and I just started to get happy over it and started to like vibe with it, had a good energy about it. And then, you know, that was it. Five album deal on the table for me for Def Jam UK. Money. Had the first single ready. First artist from the UK to be signed to Def Jam as well. Def Jam UK. Yeah, UK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Slick Rick was the. <laughs> well, Slick Rick, yeah, was Yeah, the, in, yeah, in yeah. America. Like he moved to America. Though, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, so first, yeah. first and only, man. Big up. Yeah. And now they got the new Def Jam, but yeah, mm. big up Twin B and them, man. So yeah, th- that, that was the energy, man. That's how that came about. That is amazing. That's an amazing journey. And also, like, um, so you see, when you said you was in the army, what country was you in the army over here? In the UK. Yeah. In the UK. So I I worked some of that to get my stay and to sort out certain things. So that was from 19, 2510165, Fusilier Row. Wow. Yeah. Still remember my number. Oh, no, that's not <laughs> army number, you that know. Discipline. I've never heard a man <laughs> say that. So what, ever. Was your, what was your experiences like in the army? Because I don't. Uh, yeah. Well, there was a lot. Of, there was a lot of um, racism there at that time. There was a lot of um, you know black culture. Like they didn't understand it. I'm sure they're trying to work with it now. By the way, we're talking me and the army and talks now to try and change things because there's going to be black people that go in there. Mm. So we want to make sure everything's you know solid for them. But yeah, um, there was a lot of uh, things there. But it was it was a lot of discipline waking up in the morning time. But I just think I got us unsuitable soldier okay. because when you're with a rifle and you're listening to Mob Deep, it's not really a good combination. <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they, so they made you. They said you're unsuitable. Yeah, unsuitable. Well, what, what happened? We was doing little things in there. I mean, we was doing loan sharking. We was doing it's. You know. Yeah, we was doing some yeah. shit. I definitely would have probably got in deep trouble because I was yeah. thinking I was looking at the guns, looking at the. Say, I'm looking to bring some back to the. <laughs> there was there was things there was things that you know they could see they but they saw the leadership the leadership and the maneuver and the ambition in me mm-hmm. but they knew mm, this one's a bit he wants something else you know but it was it was cool for the discipline and the three years that I spent there. It was it was good for the discipline. Very good. Wake up in the morning from your eating to your exercise to your they're really good from the how you keep your mind. Discipline. So that kept me, you know, the discipline. So yeah, that was my That's probably time. where you're on time and things like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I try. And also, um what was I gonna say? Yeah, about um you did you move to America? Was there a stage where because I always see you in Harlem and that like yeah I'm I'm in America like before this pandemic I was kind of in America every eight weeks yeah so yeah as you know with any Jamaican we've got a stronghold in America yeah like all my family there everybody there in New York and we got a very <laughs> stronghold there yeah. so I just you know so the story happened you know my music it was a good deal good record deal the uk wasn't ready at the time it was it was it was a thingy and you're pigeonholed in certain genres grime is a a genre in the uk that maneuvers uk hip-hop was just coming and what i wanted so the first album came out done quite well it done a 30 rack Mm. you know um my two singles uh you know um uh, can't contain me and cowboy film they came out C- cowboy film had cardinal big up cardinal for coming on there for canada because canada's really they're in tune with yeah in tune with do. us they're, yeah. they're us 100 yeah. they're, they're us they talk, they talk like the uk they're us yeah yeah they talk uh, like us drake was watching drake knew uk way before. from a long time we talk about yeah. sleep or art way before from time ago, i'm bro. talking way me. before that craig david Wow, Drake was been yeah, yeah. Drake's been in contact. So, um, you know that was all going on, and then we had the two, you know, the two singles. I liked how that, but my whole thing was always to keep it international and break America. Yeah, and I got kind of, you know, I got a little bit complacent. It was too much. 
I like fame and I like creating music. I, mm. I think I wanted it for the wrong reasons, but it's overwhelming for me. Yeah. I think, you know, even now, I don't think I could be popular, even though some things are going to happen probably that I will be. But I, I, I can't I can't take it too much. Mm-hmm. I, I get mental illness from it, to be honest, with music and stuff. But I like creating the hit. I like the money. Yeah. I like, but I don't like the, <laughs> the, the fame. fame. Yeah. It's too yeah, much. Yeah, whoa, yeah, whoa, yeah, whoa. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. too much for me. Yeah. Yeah. And I used to see you on the road casually, fam, when you was like on MTV base and... Bro, what I got to tell you? What I got my G, right? I'm just like, bro, he's just out here. Like, so I could see you as a, a more of a community man. Then. Yeah, because you want to yeah. walk. You want to live. I think people don't understand how dangerous it is being popular, a rapper mm. from the, you know, the areas that we're from. I'm not a gangster, but from the areas that we're from, it's, mm. it's a lot. It's a yeah. lot. And people are nice to you. I don't like the phone calls I get. You're being nice to me just because I got a video yeah. out. Yeah. It's a lot. Girls going, hello, mister that you ain't talked to for seven years. It's a lot yeah. that comes, bro. I know. I was an ugly guy. I don't like all this attention, bro. You know what I'm saying? You're too funny, you know. It's too much attention. It's yeah. too much. It's too much. It's overwhelming. Yeah, Seriously. No, you're right. you, what you're saying is right, though, still. But it's something people love, and I big up people for loving it. And, you know, but a lot of times when I, I talk to artists, I say, what do you want? Is it the fame or the money? Because there's a lot of tons of easier ways you can get money. That's right. That's <laughs> Which true. I've learned in my life as time has gone on. <laughs> and, you know, like, it it, it, it it brought a lot out of me. You know, like, obviously, new in the UK, there's nobody to teach me. The only person that would have teach me, which should have got the, all the checks, because he would have been able to even teach me more, was Mega. Mega, yeah. you know what I'm saying? That's, those were before that teach me, that would be able to teach me about fame. Obviously, yeah. I had Dizzy there, but Mega and people like that, they would need to teach you know, people like me, soul to soul, yeah. how to, you know, manoeuvre. Because, Jazzy, isn't it? Jazzy, yeah, there's yeah. no experience for that, especially mm. new. So it is overwhelming. It's new. You're getting, you know, all these people are being kind to you. Mm. I'm from the hood, innit? Then yeah. Why are you being so fucking kind yeah, to me? Like, well, you want to set me up or something? <laughs> yes, like, yeah. Yes, like. Do you think that the, the fame had a, um, an effect on your mental health? A hundred percent, because, you know, you're guided by when you have a new music, people want to know you or when you have, that's it. That's it. As you can see, you've seen it with lots of artists and the, you, 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 they don't want to know you when you're, not when they feel you're, not, you're not relevant. Yeah. Oh. I'm actually more popping today than anything, but not it's that. just a, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Business wise, I'm actually more, I'm in a happier space. I know how to maneuver music business. Yeah. I'm actually more happier in a mm. more happier space mentally. But yeah, people don't want to know you phone calls, stop ringing. It's a mental illness mm. business. Why do you think there's, They've got help musicians. You can top yourself over this thing. This what? thing is. They've got something called help musicians. Help musicians <laughs> is for musicians because people will. T- when you're not famous, like counseling or something. Yeah, counseling. And you, you've seen people that is, certain things have happened to. Shout out Glamour Kid. He went through a, a lot. He got a lot. To, to whom a lot is given, much is expected. So mm. he went through a lot. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Lab- you call labels. I know all the things. Mm. You call them. They don't want to answer the phones. People are rude. I don't care about you. Imagine going through that as a human being. That's not good for your mental health. And what about the debt side of it? Because um, as musicians, they never question. speak about the debt side of yeah. it and how people go into debt. Yeah. Well, yeah. You're, I mean, by grace of God, I got all my money. <laughs> but I know a lot of artists that didn't. I blew my own money. You know, I had good party nights. Do you own your <laughs> masters and all your publishing? Yeah, I own my yeah. masters and my publishing now. Little bits and pieces are with... I signed a lot of single publishing deals because i just wanted the money at the time but everything is getting reverted back to me even how me and def jam ended uk ended which by the way everybody wants to know how we ended we ended by me not submitting a certain amount of work my um um my engineer went sick so everything just started to crash around me my engineer went sick who the main person i was producing with and co-producing and everything and i just didn't i don't know man I was, I was, um, I was doing all these shows, meeting all these people, and I went, "This is whack." I can't. I don't know what happened to yeah, me. I just, sort of, as a it. young youth, yeah. I just went, "This is, this is not what I want." I had a dream of Michael Jackson, mm. Top of the Pops. I started to see that this shit is fake. Yeah, mm. you know, Top of the Pops was small like this. Yeah. you know, you thought Top of the Pops was massive. Big, yeah. It's everything just started smoking mirrors. And then I started to realize the smoking mirrors and be on stage. And I enjoyed the stage. 
you know, the biggest show I've ever done probably was um, the Beyonce and Jay-Z Earl's Court when Prince Harry invited us. Mm. I still wasn't happy there. I don't know what I was missing, man. I was missing something when I was just thinking, this is whack, man. And you could look in, you know, when you start looking in somebody who's popular's eyes and you could yeah. see you're a geek. Actually, without this fame, yeah. you're actually nobody. I'm just like that. My yeah. iris is different yeah, from yeah, people's. Yeah. So I actually looks at people and I, I start yeah. seeing, yeah. you're actually, a, yeah, you're a nerd, yeah. You're, yeah, yeah, you're actually somebody who you're not saying you are. But these people out of there, they think you are. I'm dangerous like that. I look on people's mm. eyes and see that. And I say, I, you know, and it just, it just came a lot of clout and a lot of label people and a lot of people thinking they're important. And it's, mm. oh man, it's too much. And sometimes... The money doesn't equate to that. Mm. So what do you want? Because I just wanted some money and some fame and people to recognize me. Yeah. Obviously, I liked music. Music was from the heart. But, mm. you know, that's that's how kind of my deal kind of ended. I got fed up. You know, I was on due to certain things. I had big depression. My mom had mental illness. It, there was a lot of depression and a lot of things around me. And it's funny how you say this story. I was going through my money like dirt. I was a young youth. Mm. Um, never had no money management. I mean, I got, you know, you got this money and you, you don't know how to do with this. Yeah, so, with it, yeah, yeah, so I'm just going through money. My f- deals is ending. A lot of girls on the way because you're finding women like you more. That's right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And yeah. that popularity. You so you're getting yeah. mad. You're going mad in yeah. your head. So you need to whoa. And then everything just came to crash. And I remember putting plastic bags over my head in my flat, like just feeling like, this shit this shit has just got me mad and my money's gone i'll tell you this story man so two five in 2004-5 i was mingling with estelle estelle already gave up on the uk i think and she already was in america with kanye yeah yeah and obviously i have a stronghold in new york like really stronghold not from a music just street Mm. i got a lot of family in new york jamaicans obviously and you know my cousin said I told my cousin what happened to me, like music industry, and he's like, "Yo, you need to, um, you need to come America, man. Just come New York. You'll learn a lot, see a lot, and that will bring you back on your feet." Mm. And um, he talked to me, and when the time he talked to me, I didn't have money. My mom woke up in the morning, like I went to the travel agents. How much is the ticket? Yeah. My mom woke up in the morning and she went, "In dirty boy." I bust uh, open an envelope, and it was my first check for Dizzy Rascal, my first ever royalty. So that's how I got to America. How much was that? That was about 10K. So, you know, you had these... um, That's that's inspiring. These changing people, the people that change the check. I changed the check, holded the word, went straight to the travel agent, booked my ticket to America next day I was in America. You didn't even put it in your account? Nah. I changed it. Real you know that we had the yeah, yeah Camberwell. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah they take a little percentage out and that. That's yeah, what yeah, I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. I went straight uh. there. I had a count with them, so I went straight there, changed it, had mm. my racks in my pocket, had my suitcase, and that was it. New York and New York just shaped as a grown man shaped my life. Went out there, lived in Jamaica, mm. Queens, Merritt Boulevard, chilled with you know learning from people, and that just whole shaped my life. Went and linked Estelle, saw how the studios worked there, how mm. and you know that brought me to a lot of times what i'm in now and stuff like that so that kind of new york saved me new york yeah man that's sick still so so how did you um recover from the depression because obviously you said you suffered from depression so what what cures did you use to help yourself with it well america cured me because i knew a lot of people had been through what i've been through like Mm. obviously it's new in it having a record deal in england at that time Mm. it was new you know, I, I parted away from, you know, the dizzy situation with Nick. And, you know, I needed more people to learn things from. So what cured me was just knowing that my works got me that money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? My old works. And like, oh, there's royalty checks. Oh, there's different income streams in this mm-hmm. thing. That's cured me. That made me know, oh, I don't have to be the popular one to be earning all the money. Mm-hmm. Because I always thought it was popularity. That was my whole thing. Through your support network as well, like, so, like support, you said, you got a stronghold in, in New York. Yeah, New York. They they tell these things happen all the time to rappers. Don't worry about it. My cousin was like that, and that's it. Cured me. I was sitting there with in New York with people. You know, you know how Americans are. They just mm. they have a wider scope of things. Yeah. It's crazy. So they're like, yo, that's nothing. That happens every day. It's worse than that. People want to, you know, what I'm saying, get rid of themselves. Rappers, you know, they and that kind of opened up my support network. But there was nothing for that within the UK that could give you support 
for 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 getting a record deal and maybe epic. How, how long was he out in America for? That time I'd done about seven, eight months. Whoa. Nice. Yeah, I was meant to stay for a month and I'd done about seven, eight months and just chilled over there, you know, at the ghettos, you know, nyam chicken buck, rice, <laughs> you know, big up them on Jamaica, Queens, Merritt yeah. Boulevard, Barber Been to there, the yeah. Stars. You know what I'm saying? And just chilled, man, yeah. and kicked it. Went studio. Estelle was over there. You know, um, met my manager at the time, Ben. Big up Ben, Unstoppable Management. And just met different people, man, and just vibed. How is Estelle as well, like? And we don't really talk that now, oh. um, but she's cool. She's doing her thing. She's got cartoons running. Mm. She's got loads of stuff in America dealing with. But, yeah, I don't really... What, did you see. guys fall out on bad terms or anything? Like? No, nah, it wasn't really bad terms. It was mm. New York. I mean... Yo, welcome to the music business, man. Yeah, I know, man, I know. It's like that, isn't it? <laughs> you know, people talk and they don't talk. Mm. People have their own reasons. Um, and we're all, you know, <laughs> you have to be a bit of a crazy character to be in the music business, isn't it? Mm. It's, a, it's a nutty business. You know, it's not normal. It's not normal to have humans praise you and not praise you. That's, yeah, that's right. mad. It's, you ain't got a it's a nutty business, <laughs> man. Yeah, it's a joke. You know what I'm saying? You feel away within your thing. You come mm. in a place people don't even recognise you. It's mad. Or don't recognise your accolades. Don't recognise. But you, it doesn't matter. It, it's just, you have to just keep on doing what you're doing. So where we come to another pace, you know, it made me dig deep and find a lot of things. I mean, people don't know I'm an Ivan and Bello award-winning writer way before Skepta got it, way before a lot of people got it. Wow. I'm a writer and a and a and a, a co-producer. That's my main things. I'm a voiceover artist. That's one of my big bread and butters. A lot of things have saved me than being popular. Yeah. A lot of things I learned. So much income streams within it. Now I'm opening a, a advertised business. You know, um, alternative content. Yeah, back in Oval Business Center, so that's that's where I'm o- at on Brixton Road. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're in Oval Business Center, yeah. so we're opening that there. So that's coming, you know. That's that's that leads me to my next thing. Every year, LA invite me out to U- Ubisoft, and I um, get to see all the brand new games and put music on there and stuff. It's crazy. Yeah, I couldn't tell. Like it's mad, and now I can have fun. I feel like this is the time of my career when I'm gonna have fun with music. I might put out a video. Yeah. I might enjoy and it. The again. pressure's not there, innit? It's not there no yeah, more. The expectation yeah. and everything. Yeah. yeah, house disco saved me as well. Defected. I do a lot of house records, okay. which is yeah. So I have I, I've had a kind of minor hit in the house disco scene called Rock the Mic, yeah. and it, Moose T featuring Taz, and it's done quite well. Yeah. And those things have paid me and been quite well for me, and it's just been like, you know, what I'm saying until I find my way back in urban because I don't know if I necessarily want to do urban want to necessarily do that i think it's different and you got to fit in where you fit in in it some yeah. people are older and they try to fit in yeah. a younger generation it's changed yeah yeah, yeah. Would, changed. would you jump if someone came to you now a drill artist and said do you want to jump on drill would you do drill i'll jump on a chorus mm. i probably write it for him i probably write the chorus yeah. or jump on a chorus without my face i believe the new era of music is not going to be about artists mm. it's going to okay. be like a whole bunch of people. Mega Man had the right idea. Mm. That's the new yeah. thing. It's not, we're stuck in that old, I mean, I deal with festivals, I deal with, everything's changing, man. Mm. Especially with COVID. Um, it's going to be, you know, hologram. That's what they're bringing out. That's it's right. coming, yeah. whether we like it or not. The hologram yeah. thing. Hologram yeah. is They've done that with Tupac. They've done one with Nipsey. Nipsey. Yeah, yeah. That's going to be the forefront. Mm. People talk about the music business now. I just laugh. Because so it's, it's a whole change in business. It's not going to be about one person no more. Um, what's your opinion on dual music as well? Like, what do you think of it? It's a it's a branch off of everything, isn't it? It's our thing. It's a branch off of jungle, UK hip hop, um, garage, and it's it's crazy, isn't it? It's to mm. see what Kenneton's doing, you yeah. know, low ski, yeah, yeah, Harlem yeah. Spartans. Yeah. It's these is these is these are the things that we've dreamed of. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. To see it branch off and go to what it is now and you know my guy Yosef Beats producing for Pop Smoke and yeah. it's mad man and and New York embracing it mm, for real maybe embracing more the producers than the rappers yeah. I think that as well yeah <laughs> they're yeah. finessing it a bit the sound didn't it yeah, yeah. And, and the sound but mm. yo that's crazy and there's some big records to make out of that there are big records mm. but just the records my, my thing is the record like you can freestyle all day or spit yeah, there's some records to come out of that. Mm. If we if we can get that right and attach the records, the yeah. anthems, mm. which there are anthems in it, but you know what I mean, worldwide mm. anthems. Yeah, 
that are not man's not hot. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? That's the biggest yeah. UK rapper, isn't it? They yeah. say. So worldwide. <laughs> um also on our last episode, we was talking a few like things like, do you feel yeah, hurt people, yeah, hurt? A hundred percent hurt people hurt. If you've got a lot of hurt in your like you know, you got the rapper that didn't make it, that didn't do nothing. So he's probably got a position sometimes and he will try and mash up somebody's career. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The, the people with little it's vindictive true. ways or tell them, you can never make it or yeah, whatever. Yeah. I don't tell people they can't make it. Mm. You know, I tell people the truth. I try to give them, like, it's a hard business. Um, your, your age may count because you can't relate to youths. If you're a certain age, mm, so yeah. Drew is a certain age. I don't think I think uh, it's wrong what I'm saying, but it's kind of they no, won't. No, Drew is a certain age. A certain is, age. You understand is, what yeah, I'm saying? You yeah. won't. They don't want to see a, a, a old man with a ball patch in the middle of his head saying he's clutched people, <laughs> yeah. and all that. jumping out the four door. And that. <laughs> you <laughs> get me? This time man's got kids. If you don't like the reality that, yeah. of that, then you know I'm a realist. Yeah, yeah. I'm a realist, and the youths will be disrespectful. They're they're disrespectful as it is. <laughs> yeah. They will tell you, "Listen, man, grandpa, uncle, leave it out. Cut yeah, it out, yeah, man. yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, yeah, go, yeah. go collect your pension. You know what I'm saying? But you know, to each because I've been cussed before. I've said. Yo, it's for an age, it's for a certain age, and mm. they've cast me and gone, no, but you done your and I said, Yeah, but I know where I fit in. Yeah. I don't fit in with a you. I'm not gonna be able to rap the same. Yeah. We're not gonna talk about the same thing. I'm talking about girls and partying. Yeah. Actually, I knew my lane from a long time. It was always positive, girls partying, mm. and some of the tales that are going from the hood, from my perspective. Mm. I think, yeah, music's change. It's ch- it's mad. It's mad yeah. right now. People are really but the just remember. It's not just words. The message you give out there is definitely going to come back. Mm. The message you give out there, I, I will say that, is strong. Like, it's not just... Obviously, you're painting a picture, in it? You're, it's like a canvas. Mm. As an artist, you're allowed to paint a picture. And But if you're giving off that image and that thing, that's going to come back. So yeah. do you think... Now, let's go on to the question that asks Blue. Do you think that drill music incites violence? Yeah, that's a good one. I don't think it incites violence, but there are gang members inside it that, you know, um, when you're saying one message to somebody else and a gang is saying the message, I don't think it incites violence. But yeah, if there is gang members that are active and they're sending a message to another gang member, what do you think that's going to do? That's going to make people react and react. So that's the that's been a thing, a thing of it. It's actually not turned into music which is a creative thing. It's been, a, yo, this is a message to your gang and then somebody's yeah, sending... Yeah, that's what it seems like. Yeah, it's like yeah. a back and forth thing. Yeah, back, like back and forth. forth. Yeah. This is a, a way how to spread our message. But if you're saying it, you know, it's they're very about it. <laughs> it's kids. Yeah. So if you're saying it and you're, you, they want to see that you're active. Especially if they're talking about like, a, like your friend that's died or something like that. Yeah. I think that's the main cause in it of certain... People are dying behind it, innit? Yeah. yeah. It's, 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 a, it's a big issue that they have to clean up. But we don't want to stop nobody's talent or means of eating because it's UK scene has never been this healthy. The guys are getting money. And I'm not going to lie. I'm not one of those old people that, <laughs> grown guys that go, no, it's, it's, it. they're getting money. Mm. Let's get to the facts. Never seen that. And even if, they're getting money. I've never seen so much getting money. So do like you that. feel that they're making more money now of the music industry, yeah, like the youths them than you guys was back in the days? As an urban rapper, yeah, but Soul Solid has seen a madness. They've seen a Mazza. They've seen a Mazza platter. But I heard one of their videos cost two hundred. Yeah, 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 yeah. They've seen a Mazza platter. So mm. that's and and Soul to Soul. Yeah. Sold worldwide records. Yeah massive they were ma- they actually probably the first people that everybody embraced yeah. Yeah. america copied them yeah I think so soul to soul back to life yeah, but back to reality yeah. oh, Nas, everybody spitted on that yeah, yeah they loved that that was a um, big record and, and mark morrison return of the mac that was what, a, did they did they produce that as well soul to soul yeah what return of the mac yeah. no 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 oh. that was somebody different but those were very effective UK records, urban. Yeah. Let's yeah, just call yeah, it yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. They were very effective. They was actually broke. A lot of records can't break. What was your relationship with Dark and Cold? Because um, I remember now it all comes back to me. My brother used to go Dark and Cold and that's where he always used to see you. Yo, big up Dark and Cold. Dark and Cold was like a hub for me. Mm. I forgot to put Dark and Cold in it. It was like a hub yeah. where I could, especially when I lost 
certain things and I and I wasn't with the record company no more. It was like somewhere I could hold on to and have a community because you always need a community for what you're doing. Skinny Man talks about community and stuff like that. Yeah. You need a community where you can go and maybe somebody can sub your tears and sure you say, that's what you need sometimes. Yeah, you can grab a food over the road, Mr. Jerk. So yeah. it had a vibe for me because I'm a vibist. I'm not just, not, just many people think artists... I'm not just an artist, a music creator. I need a vibe. If yeah. the vibe ain't there, I'm gone. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of like Wiley, because me and him are born on the same day. January, you know what I'm saying? If yeah. the, Wiley's mad. If the vibe ain't there, he's gone. He's gone, yeah. And I needed a vibe. I needed a place where people could understand, like-minded people, and they could understand what I went through and keep it real. Well, did you you did you did own Dark and Cold? No, no, no. That was my brother Mike's store, but I was always there. Always there. Always yeah. there. Always there. And, uh, bro, I needed the support. That was my support network. Mm. And it was a good link up. I could link everybody there. Think about it. So that's why I was yeah, there. Yeah, networking. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, networking. Everybody. And we was doing a show. We was doing a show there. And I was always in West End. As you know, we're, we're Vauxhall, Kellington Utes. Yeah. So what I, I would always go over the bridge because yeah. I needed to... I needed to um, know where money's at. <laughs> I need to, you know, I know what I'm saying. I need yeah. to fuck with the money. There's no money around there. there there's no yeah, money no around money there. But we're gonna London. argue yeah. and we're just gonna have bad mind thoughts for each other. But I need to mingle with. I think my art of what's kept me in life. I sh- this ain't music. This is life skills. Mm. Is mingling with the right motherfuckers. I mm. would say that more than my talent. So you say your message. If you was gonna give a message out to like your younger self. Mingle with the right people. Mingle with the right, right motherfucker. Yeah. Even today, I mingle with the right people. Your network mm. is your network. Oh, man. Mm. I'll give you an example. Mm. Nah, I should give you know, give us oh, come, come on, man. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Give us the yo, example. I got a friend, yeah. yo. Mm. He lives in Park Lane. I've known him for quite long. Mm. And he goes to me. I go, this is to show you, like, friends. I've never had this in music. And I, I, I goes to him, because I'm in a little bit of dibble and dabble in properties right now. Yeah. And he goes to me. Um, I goes to him, yo. Yeah, you park lane. Because I've always known he's wealthy, but I didn't know how much. And he's like, and I'm like, yeah, man, because I'm looking for some new cars. There's him, oh, i got a few, you know. Um, You can take the Lambo when you're ready. Rough. And the, the argument started to get more. Yeah, it's me, Lambo. It's, it, yeah, i got the Lambo. i yeah. got the Gallardo. Rough. And i got the Bentley downstairs. And i got the, and he just started to reel off the cars and reel off and reel off. And I'm yeah. like, God damn. And I'm like, I'm like, you know what, um, Vincent, I need some money, man. It's COVID. I could do with a little because he's, <laughs> yeah. he's letting me in. This guy's opportunity. No, no. He's, he's real yard man. He's, real yard man. He's yeah, letting me on. in on what's going on, and I'm like, you know what? I need some money, man. Times is hard. You know, mumsy. We need things. Yeah. Things are going. How's the music? It's going well. I'm still doing it. It's always gonna be there, but I need some. I need to get to the bread. What are you saying, bro? And he's right, right, right. All right. Um, there's a Saudi. He wants to buy a construction company. Um, if you've got somebody who wants a construction company, if you want, if you've got somebody who wants to sell their construction company for a certain markup, you bring them to the table, but they have to be a higher construction company and have a lot of business. You bring them to the table and you get 2% of that. What is the 2% of that? That's about 140k. Wow. I brought the person. They're ready. I mean, it's just... You know, it's ridiculous stuff. See? It's ridiculous that's, that's, stuff, and it's, it's like not what you know; it's who you know, oh, bro. Damn, yeah. it's Damn. that. It's that. Uh, I've learned in my life the art of networking is, and I can, you know, I'm not saying that that deal was about to, and I'm just learning. Even if I don't get that deal, I'm just learning the ins and out of that deal. Wow, Asadi wants to buy a company because what's happening in Saudi Arabia, they're yeah. taking some of the companies that are not um, English or American. So they'll take your company. So that's why the guy wants to buy into an English company. It's a thing that, that took me two minutes from my phone. No way. I don't have to sing. I don't have to rap. To I just no know music two video. millionaires. Yeah. Millionaire. Millionaire. Let's talk. Yeah. That is just, so it's, it's beautiful just to me. That is, man. It's beautiful to me. So those kind of things, you know, I've been to China for writing camps. I've been to, you know, Norway. I think knowing my world network has embraced me more than um, music. My world network, like, you know, I know the guys in Dubai, I know the head guys. Me and them eat with our hands. Yeah. A guy called Eman Al-Fifi, he owns all the clubs. He's, you know, I've gone over there. Yeah. As not even Taz, not even number one hit. Yeah. So we go over there and he says to me, oh, no, don't worry. I said to him, brother, I'm here now. 
takes me to the club. Uh, somebody, he said, go to this club, go to this table. I see a table with about 60K of champagne on it. So my friends are about to pop it. I go, whoa, 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 don't pop it. I ain't paying for that. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Then he sends the message to the bartender. No, this is my friend Taz. Let him drink. Yeah. And I just, we start popping and everything. Yeah. Things like that. That's what's made me today. I yeah. can manoeuvre because I've got friends like that. Me, he, he's not impressed with nothing I do. I mean, 50 Cent's his best friend or Akon is his best friend. You know what I'm saying? He's not. Yeah. He just loves me as a friend. Them kind of things you can't buy. Yeah. That is more valuable to me that I can go anywhere with him. You know, I met billionaires from Nigeria who me and them vibe and, you know, they own 10 properties in Kensington. And I just, I just linked up so many different things that has allowed me to survive where I'm like, I don't even need to rap or do it's none true, of this. Bro. I can, you know, we was, you know, that the billionaire Nigeria. I wanted to meet the Jacksons. Jacksons, Cardiff. They came to Cardiff. Michael Jackson died. This was my ultimate. What? Michael Jackson died. Mm. Um, I came to Cardiff. He came there. It, 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 Bentley had a brand new Bentley. Don't even drive it. It's my uncle. Why don't you drive this? Yeah. In, I like train. You know <laughs> no what I'm way. saying? With the match up on train. He jumps on train. <laughs> He wears Snoop Doggy Dog trousers. You should see a department in Kensington, crazy. Anyway, we drive up there. Yeah. We had two chicks. He likes the chicks. We drive up there. You know, we go to Cardiff. Jermaine Jackson and the Jackson give us our tickets. So I'm backstage with all the Jacksons. Janet there. Yeah. No, not Janet uh, there. So I'm backstage with all the Jacksons. You're saying you're feeling Janet. Love Janet. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Janet. Yeah, Janet. Big up, Janet. <laughs> I'm backstage with all the Janet, all the Jacksons, and then the Jackson goes to me, you know, thank you for coming. I go, thank me. Michael Jackson, are you mad? Thank you for having me. Do you understand? They said that, I think it was, what's her name? Um, Toya? The Toya Jackson. Yeah. Was, was Michael alive at the time or he passed? No, nah, dead. Oh, yeah, 3LW, so. all of them. Was, yeah. It's moments like that. Oh, yeah, like, that's his nephews at 3LW. Yeah, yeah, it's moments like that that shaped my life. So it's just, you know, I, I, I swear just knowing the right people saved my life. That's it. Just knowing the right people and knowing how to manoeuvre them in the way and bringing people together. So now I'm at a stage where, you know, voiceovers went good. I mean, I earned four fifty an hour voiceovers. What? What, no, what, no, no. what, what, what programs have you voiced over? Bring for? me in. I don't, oh, don't, don't care. Yeah, no, I don't care. I want to know. I want to know what we've done. Saying. Adverts. Yeah, what adverts have we've you done? done. Any, any that we would know? Yeah, I've done Go. some with Stormzy. Done some with Drogba. I've done Drogba's main like kind of talking about him, like um, football. What's that football club? That there's a there's a station that just. Pulses football, I've done them. Yeah. I've done um adverts for nature, for the drink nature, you know, like nature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, it's tons of stuff. Oh, you I've need done. to plug us in, man. Well, that's why yeah. you guys are good because right now that brought me to my second stage where I'm building the advertising company mm -hmm. and the games company. You know, that's where I'm at. I'm like, Jeez. I don't need to do music and be around people who annoy me. And you've still got the publishing company, what you were showing me as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Still yeah. Uh, parts of that. We're, yeah. Well, we're still working with Defected, with House. Mm. So, you know, writing all over the world. Mm. So I just learned other things, man. And I'm, I'm kind of in a happy stage, ready to really put my mark on the world and then have some fun. So that, that's where I'm at right now with it all. Yeah. You know, it, secretly... It's becoming a talent agency, and I, I, whether I like it or not, I'm gonna have a studio there, and I'm gonna have musicians create for adverts mm. for games. Game market is number one for me. Yeah, okay, that's that's a big market. Big there. market. They big just market. what like games like what games that people play like GTA and all that. Yeah, I done the theme music for Trials and Fusion, and that changed my life. Ever since then, I was like, I don't need to make records. Just How much money do you, would you say roughly you made from it? <laughs> Without even going too much in. To give us a rough estimate. Well, they gave me 40k for one minute. What? One minute worth of music. They gave me they gave us a rough estimate. And it's not all it's, it's not all my money. It's not all my money. Obviously, there was music creators in it. Of course, of course. But you know, I'm done. I'm done. That's I'm broke. The chair broke. The chair broke. That's where it broke my back. The 40k broke my back. He just said he made 40k from one, one minute. minute though, I am bro. done with the world. That's it. Forget podcasts. Forget everything. Hey, man's done. I'm done. I'm done. This is all interviews. Hey, we're finished with podcasts. Yeah, we're not I'm doing done. this no more. Nah, this is the stay, bro. This is the adverts. is big money in this. Please don't stop. Yeah, don't. But we're yeah, talk, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Brother, you're saying you made 40k for, for one, one minute, minute bro. Yeah, one minute. In, That's in the highlight, bro. This, it, there's so much, man. Even like the voiceovers, you know, you get your so you get might get 250 basic an hour. So when I go into places now, I don't have to say, yeah, this song might be a hit or whatever. I go there, I do my voiceover. So if you keep me for four hours, I don't mind. 250, 250, 250, 250, 250, 250. Oh man, voiceover's crazy. And plus, you get your usage. Yeah. Your usage is, you know, it's a buyout, so you might it might be a, a 5, 6K usage. So you get your basic, oh man, it's crazy. So there's a lot of maneuvers and ways to maneuver things now, man. And I see it and I just, it's like a map in front of me. And I'm like, yo, this is so easy. And I don't know about these things before. I just thought the popular guy in the room is earning all the money, but it's not. Yeah. So voiceovers have saved my life. Jeez. You hear that, people? You can make money off voiceovers. Yeah. Voiceovers have saved my life, man. Big up my agent. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> big up the agent. Always. <laughs> also, um, you feel social media as well? Because obviously when you was coming up, we had Channel U and all. we didn't have no social media mm. in our era, innit? You yeah. Feel social media, um, it has um, helped to elevate um, our opportunities. Definitely, 100%. It also elevate, but it's also a Spotify streaming and stuff like this. Mm-hmm. It's also elevate, but it's also, you know, <laughs> I mean, where do I fit in? It's 60,000 records released a day. What? on spotify they're overloaded they're overloaded it's just mad everybody are blood clot artists now everyone everybody and you know what i'm saying so mm. it's overloaded so i'm a businessman where do i fit into that i'm not interested i'm interested in putting music on fucking games <laughs> that's oh, where, no. that's yeah. where i'm interested yeah. in yeah. i'm putting music on games and adverts because I know on adverts and doing jingles, that's where the, the bread is. At. And then you can do a cross promotion with the record and maybe cross it over and maybe it turns into a hit. But that's that's where I'm interested. 60,000 is crazy. And it, so it's changing. But we're not saying that an independent hustle can't make it because that's 60,000. But it's too much for me. Yeah. So I just need to figure out where I come into that. And I like income for music. I don't like just being in music like that. No, no, no. It's, it's a headache. I want to be incomed. I want to be. I want to make an income for my music. So that's where I'm at with that. Um, plug everyone in with your social media. Tell everyone your social medias. Yo, everybody, man, you can find me on Taz UK Music on Instagram. I don't really use nothing else. I don't. I'm not really a um, what Twitter. Twitter Taz. Tell them Taz Clubhouse. Your clubhouse. Clubhouse. Yeah, yeah, clubhouse. Yeah, he's, like, Taz, he's, he's on the clubhouse. Every, yeah, yeah, clubhouse is yeah. where you can find me chatting. At Clubhouse Taz UK Music, um, watch out for the book to be yeah. coming soon. So your book coming, yeah? Yeah, man. I'm gonna tell all. Um, you can find me with places like the Songwriting Academy, doing um, like uh, talks about music, my life, and what I've been through and stuff like that. That's happening, and we're just working, man. And um, big up my business. If you want to find me, our website's coming soon. Alternative.com. So alternativecontent.com. We make alternative Jeez. content. So. That's where oh, we're at, baby. Right, big up, big up for coming as well, man. Salute. Yeah, shout you out, man. Shout you out, You say you're going to come for a part two? A hundred percent. I just want to big up you, man. Mm. Just, I've seen you both grow, mm. and I see you growing, and this podcast is great. I'm hoping to, you know, obviously be a part and flinging some things. Yeah, and, definitely. You know what I'm saying? I, I just keep the energy up, man. It's yeah, really definitely. good. I saw it online. And as, as, as Blue said... Don't watch the views, man. Sometimes we do things and we watch the views and it's going to come out and the people are watching and, you know what I'm saying, I just want to big up you two, man. Oh, love, keep bro. the energy Thank up. Thank you, man. Love, bro. <laughs> love bro. Respect. Hey, like, comment and subscribe. Make sure. Done, no. Big up. One. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, folks. I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 